0: It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show, a moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. the show. I am your host. I'm Nicole Cleveland. Uh, my assignment is to help women breathe again after a breakup, a betrayal, or a divorce, and I'm on assignment today. I mean, you know, I'm divorced after 20 years of marriage, and I had to pick my broken, busted pieces up and put them back together again. And you know, God had to, to heal me and deal with me, and I had to deal with myself and discover some different things about myself and different ways about myself. And I'm on a journey to help other individuals, other women that are broken and, and busted and really disgusted and can't get past the hurt and the pain that they're in. They feel like they're stuck. So that is my assignment and it is to help women breathe again after a breakup of betrayal or a, divorce. And God is so faithful. He is so good to me. He's so good to me. And you know, I pray that your today is better than your yesterday. And your tomorrow is better than your today. I really do because oftentimes, we get stuck and we stay where we are. I tell people all the time, breathe again, live again, dream again, breathe again. Um, What happened to you is not the end of you. It's not the end of you. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Now, today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, that whole self-identity piece. Um, Who am I? Oftentimes, when we go through a breakup of betrayal or a divorce, we feel like We are non-existent. We feel like uh, our identity has really been tampered with and um, will people identify me with who I still am or who I was and I am no longer uh, that wife and I'm no longer uh, that first lady or I'm no longer that person that I was tied to for so long and we get We get stuck with that whole identity thing and we have to figure it out. We got to figure it out and we need to deal with it. You know, some of us were housewives and some of us were individuals, first ladies, and some of us were were co-owners of a business that we helped build with our spouse. And when that changes or when a breakup comes into play or when a divorce comes into play, you're no longer that person anymore. You know, you may have left the church or um, you may have uh, sold your, your percent of the business to your, your ex or to your spouse and to that individual. So you're not tied together anymore. What you used to do, you do no more. And so if you were so used to being that, that wife and people identified you as, such and such as wife, and the first lady of, or his woman, or you know, uh, oftentimes you, you're together as a family, and then it, it's just you and the kids, or you by yourself, and so that that hurts. It hurts, and uh, you get stuck there, and you got to figure out how do I move forward. How do I move forward after that? So, you need to ask those questions. And I know you have asked those questions Who am I? What do I do now? Can I still be that? housewife, you know, I know there's a whole show or several shows about housewives and they're not even wives. <laughs> they weren't even wives, but um can you be that that housewife still? No, you really can't because you're no longer a wife. So uh uh that term doesn't apply to you any longer. Um you were the first lady of the church. Uh So do you switch churches? I speak with many uh, former first ladies that have gone through a divorce. And matter of fact, my show next week, we're going to be talking about divorce in the church. And uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Pastor Paulette Harper. And she's going to come on the show and share her story of being in the church, getting divorced and You know, before divorce was taboo in the church. You didn't really want to talk about it. You didn't want to say it. Uh, It was like, ooh, no, shh, don't say that. But now it's just everyday conversation, and that is sad. Um, She's going to be on the show next week and talk about that. But do you change churches? You know, it could be a church that you went to help build, and you were there for 30 years. You may not have been the first lady, but you were together in ministry. You, You went to church together for years and years and years, and that's your church too. So do you leave the church? Do they leave the church? If they were the pastor... Of course, they're not going to leave the church, or or do they leave the church? I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I know (laughs) on the episode of Greenleaf, uh, the First Lady, what's her name? I think it's First Lady Bang. I think she did want him to leave or something so she could pastor. But um, most pastors, when you do go through a divorce, you don't, that the pastor does not leave the church. And it could be a, a wife as a pastor and you go through a divorce. Does that, does that husband leave the church? Um, but most times it is the husband. And so they stay in very awkward because then you got to figure out, okay, uh, is the church split now? Do they have to pick sides? Um, but do, those are some decisions that you have to make. Do I switch churches? Um, So who are you? What do you identify with now? Uh, Most people put their identity in in what they have or what they've accomplished or who they're connected to. And and by that I mean what they have, they put their identity in in cars and houses and materialistic things. And and when I talk about what they have accomplished, um, I'm talking about degrees and titles and status. And then they also put who they are, their identity, into uh, who they're connected with, uh, family or spouse or or colleagues or friends. So it is uh my my material things, my cars, my houses, um what I've accomplished, the degrees and the status and and the titles um or who I'm connected with, who I know. Um, who's in the who's who, my friends, my colleagues, family members could be you're with a famous family or, or your parents were famous, or they're doing things, they could have been the pastors of the church. And so uh, you're connected to that because of a name. Um, But when one of those buckets have been disrupted, uh, divorce, a breakup, a betrayal, a bankruptcy, loss of job, foreclosure, a repossession, when that element has been disrupted, a lot of times people that identify with those things, uh, they lose their own identity because it was fake. It's you, That's not who you are. You're not that house. You're not that title. You're not that degree. You're not that marriage. You are who God created you to be. And so when we have that sense of, of of entitlement in those buckets in one of those buckets uh, and the bucket is disrupted. We feel like um, something, our identity has been disrupted as well. Um, But that is not true. Not true at all. Um, You are so much more than those buckets, the houses, the people, the status, the, the, the titles. You're so much more than that. You know, I have, um, I know a first lady that, was married for for like 40 years, and the husband passed away, and she was just, she was a first lady all her life, and when he passed away, she she didn't even know how to pay bills. She didn't know how to um, do what needed to be done with the daily household um, finances, didn't know Where the the policies were, didn't know how to move forward with anything because that identity was really tied to the husband and tied to what they had together as a unit as opposed to being an individual person. And so in a marriage, yes, you are one, and you are supposed to be one, but you are also an individual. You're also an individual, and you've got to discover who you are, um, not just when the marriage ends, but you got to discover who you are while you're in the marriage. And so I know this is kind of post-marriage, and we're talking to individuals that are moving past a breakup, a betrayal, or a divorce, but, you know it's sad that you get to that point And that's when you have to discover who you are. Um, you have to discover uh, what do I do now? And who am I? Who am I? What is my identity? You know, divorce is emotionally traumatic. It is uh, it's a trauma. You know, experts say that you should give yourself a good two years to recover or heal if it was abrupt, um, i.e. if it was blindsided, if the spouse left um, rather quickly and, and you didn't know anything about it, it was abrupt, Um and if that was the case, you should give yourself more than two years. But so, in the midst of having to deal with trying to heal yourself, trying to move past the pain, you have to discover who you are as well so that's a lot, it's a lot, and especially if you have if you have children, if you have children and you're you're trying to heal, and that's a whole nother show when you're trying to heal, and then you're trying to take care of them. That is the hardest job in the world. That is the hardest thing. For me, I'm not sure about you, but for me, that was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with. Like, how do I pick up my broken pieces, put them back together again, and still be the mother and the role model and the mentor and love my babies and love my kids unconditionally in the midst of all of the hurt and the pain? Now, that was the hardest thing that I've ever had. To deal with. And I'm so glad, honey, I'm so glad that that is over. <laughs> and I'm gonna put that behind me. So you got to think about it. A, a divorce is uh, traumatic. And it's a trauma that's happened in your life and a breakup as well. Breakup a betrayal or a divorce, it is uh, a trauma. And so it, it feels you, it, it leaves you feeling broken in it. And it leaves, It casts self doubt and inward struggles and uh, validation issues and self esteem issues. You kind of you're pointing it towards yourself and you're creating it to be internal and you're saying what's wrong with me And, and and why didn't it work and what could I have done and you're blaming yourself for something you should not blame yourself for. But that is all part of. Discovering who you are. So first you have to really realize that it has nothing to do with you. It was a choice that was uh, a, a done. It was a choice that an individual made, and especially if it was something that it was betrayal and it was around cheating or your spouse left you for another woman um and those are those issues you got to deal with. Well, what was wrong with me? Uh, why her? Why not me? It's a lot of stuff going on in your head, a lot of stuff going on in your head. And then you got to figure out who am I <laughs> outside of all that. And you really have to go back to who God created you to be, you know, who God created you to be because you were tied to being someone's. Spouse. You were tied to being a wife. You were tied to being Jimmy's mother, right? You're still Jimmy's mother, but all of those things came with with the marriage, right? All those things came with your day to day functions and, and operations as a unit, as a unit with you and your spouse, and conversations about the kids and work and and school and and bills and what needed to be done and when there's a divorce and there's a separation, those conversations aren't had. You know, you're not talking about uh, 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 all of those things like bills, and you're not talking about like uh, the, the house that you're in right now, because now you're by yourself. So you went from two incomes to one income, and now you have to do everything on your own. And so you went from talking about what are we having for dinner or or what function is going on at the church this week and and family and vacations to now there's just an internal conversation going on in your head. One of the issues that I missed so much about being married was that conversation. It was that friendship. It was um, getting home and talking about your day and talking about what was going on and then having that not in place, who do I talk to now? Uh, Who do I share these just random thoughts with when they come to my mind and now it's just me? Now it's just me, and now I I share those thoughts with myself. And so there's conversations going on just with myself because I can't roll over and tell my spouse because the spouse is no longer there. I can't cook in the kitchen and they're standing right there and then share something that happened at work. So that was hard for me, just having that friend, just having that person, just having that body um, to, to chat with. So now you have to discover Who am I now and what do I do now? And I will encourage you to discover yourself. You need to rediscover yourself. You need to figure out what you like now. You can figure out what you like and what you don't like and where you want to go and what you don't want to do. You can pick your dreams back up. Oftentimes, when you're in a marriage, uh, you, you put your dreams on hold a lot of individuals, a lot of women have put their dreams on hold. And so um, for one reason or another, maybe you were building a business together, or maybe you were um, in ministry together, or maybe you were you really focusing on his dreams and his goals at that time, or maybe you were just focusing on the kids and being the best mother that you could be. Um, and then now that there is a divorce or, break, or a breakup, Now you're left wondering, who am I and what do I do? But this is the best time and it's the best opportunity for you because now you can pick all those things back up. You can take that dream off that shelf and you can give it life. You can dust it off. You can blow the dust off of it and you can breathe life back into that dream, that thing that you wanted to do for so long. You can now do it. Now you have the time to do it. Now you have After you get healed, you'll have the energy to do it. Take time to heal. I I tell people all the time, take time to do your work, right? Take time to do what you need to do to heal, to be the best version of you that you can be. Of course, for your kids, but for you first. You know, you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. So you can rediscover the things that you wanted to do. For years, you need to pick them back up. You're the person that God created you to be. You know, in the beginning, he said what he created, it was good. And so that's including you. And the word of God tells us that uh, you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. And I love that because he knows me. He doesn't know me just by name, but he knows me by the hairs on my head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He is such a gracious, hallelujah, and merciful God that he cares for us. And now he's given us ample opportunity to pick those things back up that we put to the side. You know, the word of God says that he who started the work will be faithful to complete the work. He's going to complete what he started. And that includes you. So rediscover yourself, you know, your beauty, your purpose, look in your mirror, look in that mirror and and blow kisses to yourself. Tell yourself how much you love you. Stop waiting for other people to tell you how much they love you or how good you look or, or the great things that you do. and, And, and put some love on yourself, you know, give yourself some self love, you know, Start there. Take time to get to know you again. One of the greatest things that I was able to do was really figure out how to spend time with myself, how to love on myself, how to do things with me, right? How to go on a date with me. I take myself on dates. I learned, I've i learned to go to the movies by myself. I've learned to go sit somewhere and eat by myself and not feel all weird and awkward <laughs> because I love me. I love spending time with myself, you know. I, I love spending time with myself so much that I forget to, <laughs> to actually include others sometimes. It's just, it's a blessing to when you can uh, rediscover things that you love about yourself. I have like a red chair that I sit in in my bedroom and my my kids all, will always say, Mom, you need to get out your red chair and go do something. But I love my red chair. Me and my red chair have become one. So rediscover uh, uh, the things you love about yourself, the things that, that you like about yourself, foods, go discover different foods, Go go discover different hobbies, you know, recreate yourself. Remember, you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You have so much life left in you. You are who God created you to be. Honey, I love you, love you, love you. I pray right now that God completes the work in you and finishes the work in you. And the question and the topic was, who am I? You are just who God created you to be. You be the best version of you. That's been our time. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us. Go on and give us a review if you're listening on Apple or wherever you're listening to. I'd love to hear from you. If you need to just chat or vent or talk, you can private message me. You could DM me on um, Instagram or Facebook, or you can reach out to me. My email address is NicoleCOnline at gmail.com, NicoleCOnline at gmail.com, or you can go online, NicoleCOnline.com, NicoleCOnline.com. You can go out there and, and purchase the book, So He Hurt You, Now What? Messages of Hope for Our Hurting Sister, I wrote that with you in mind. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day or evening, wherever you are. And thank you so much for taking time to listen on today. God bless you. Bye. Bye.